What's up, creative people? Welcome to the podcast. My name is Ryan Leacock. This is the podcast for those who do it because they do things. It is the 75th episode of the podcast, and there isn't a better guest for it. Denzel McFarlane joins me on the podcast this week. He is the front man for the punk band, the OBGMs out of Toronto. Denzel and his bandmates are a force to be reckoned with. Their new album, The Ends, hits hard and wide. Listen, I enjoy most every chat I have on here, but this one really hits home for me. Denz is an extremely ambitious guy, and I say this as like a moderately ambitious guy. His focus, his realness, and his work ethic are contagious, and I hope you catch a little bit of that this week. Man, I know I need to. Guys, this is episode 75 of the podcast. Most of them were made during the pandemic, and like, fuck, I'm tired. I'm recording this late Sunday afternoon, jamming it out so I can go home and have supper with my family, getting it done so I'm not too tired for work on Monday morning. Because I'm kind of grumpy when I'm tired. Listen, I have things I want out of life. I believe in the reasons I started this podcast, but most of all, I'm living my best life when I'm doing the creative work. My chat with Dens put a little bit more of that fire back in me this week, and I hope it does that for you as well. So that's enough bumper talk. Let's get into it with Dens of the OBGMs. Hey, how's it going? Chilling, man. Chilling, man. Still getting kind of set up. Sorry about this. Yeah, that's all right. How's the day going for you? Living the dream, you know? Pandemic king over here. You know? <laughs> What's up? Check, check, check. Input volume. That's why. There we go. Let's just bump that up. There da, we da, go. Da, da, da. All right, cool. So that's it. Boom. All right, I'm in it. All I'm right. Here. here we go. Man, I'm living the dream, yo. I told you, man, I'm running the pandemic. It's, it's me, pandemic king. One garbage, <laughs> one piece of garbage, I stand on top of the flag in it. You know, like, that's, just, that's just how it goes down, man. You know? yeah. I love it. Thanks so much for agreeing to be on the podcast, man. I'm really looking forward to, you know, getting into it. And I was listening yeah. to your music on the way here. And like, yeah. there's like so much going on. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. And I'll, I'll tell you why I agreed to do this. I really, really enjoyed how you reached out to us and I appreciated it. Uh, not only did I enjoy just like the de- level of detail you provided in like your emails, like it was wildly, wildly professional. Oh, and, I was like, and I was like, yo, this, this guy has made everything easy. Any question I could have possibly asked is already there. <laughs> and, uh, and, and like in terms of like time, which usually kind of just like, is usually the main problem with like doing anything yeah. you've provided times you provided time slots i was like this shit like you gotta do this guys is too too good too professional and like i appreciated it I really oh did. man <laughs> that's nice to hear and it like you know your internal critic is just like you're shitty all the time <laughs> you know you go through that too <laughs> yeah okay yeah, man, I'd definitely be telling myself how much I suck. But uh, nah, man, wildly professional. Like, we've done, like, a lot of talking, like, over the last year. Yeah. And, like, I think I know who who's not garbage. And it's not you, sir. You, <laughs> sir. <laughs> you, sir. Great. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> Let's see if I pass the real test. All right. Well, there'll be a, there'll be a secondary grade. <laughs> At the end, well, listen, we'll have to shit on you. Just tell you, no more trash. Okay. I liked him at first, but God, he did not yeah, stick the landing. Yeah, yeah, it got weird at the end. <laughs> so if we have no questions, how about we just jump in? I'll have you introduce yourself, tell everyone yeah. what you do, and then we'll just start rolling. All right, ready. My name is Denz. Uh, 
I am the lead singer and guitarist of the band, the OBGMs. We're from Toronto, Ontario. We break stuff. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what we do. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you break stuff, you make music. Yeah. Bring me back. Let's start your kid yeah. discovering. When did you kind of discover your creativity? Uh, I never really, I never really knew until a lot, lot later. I used to write really? songs. I, I had a nice little journal where I wrote my raps in them, and and I wrote a couple of really choice raps about how I wanted to be in a relationship with Raven Simone or some shit like that. <laughs> and uh, my mom found it, and uh, that ended my rap career real quick because uh, <laughs> she found my she found my lyric book. And I used to just like often just think about music i used to think about beats but i just never really knew what it was on my family there's not a lot of musicians in my family i didn't find out until i was a musician that there were it was just like i'd always just think about music i think about oh that's a cool beat man i wish i knew how to make it when it came to high school there were a lot of really accessible programs that were out there uh, to just kind of like actually get started in making music i used to play in a lot of the orchestras in school i played trumpet and french horn for like a lot of years and I was like, cool, now I can actually make music that people want to hear all the time. I like, because the trumpet's not a sexy instrument. <laughs> so I started making beats on free loops. And like from then on, I I've been hooked. I thought I was John Lennon when I made my first beat on free loop and it was trash, but I thought I was the Beatles, all of them combined. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You think back on when you're a kid and those yeah. things that like sparkle like for you, they're like, oh, what's that? You know, yeah. I, I have a couple of my own kids and I love watching them like, yeah. and you know, sometimes it turns into nothing. We all had like obsessions that turn into nothing. But when Absolutely. you look back and you're like, oh, I really paid attention to this thing or that thing. I love that. Yeah, man. I wish like as a parent myself, something I like try to make sure I do is highlight things that I wish somebody highlighted for me when mm. I was younger. Like, why do you think about music a lot? Like, yeah. why are you always mumbling and singing and rapping to yourself? Why do you have multiple books? Why do you always buy, when you go to stores, why do you always buy books to write in? Like, if somebody highlighted, hey, maybe you should lean into this, like, I, w I probably would have did it at a lot, uh, much younger age. But I was shamed. But <laughs> for a couple of close calls, actually. There was a time that I was really into Eminem, DMX, you know, and I hated my school. Like, every teenager hates high school, you know sure. what I'm saying? So, like, there's a time, like, I wrote, like, a rap like a really long rap of everybody that I hated, you know what I'm saying? But that could possibly be interpreted as a hit list. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, one of my teachers found it and he was like, yo, I love rap, so I know what you're doing here, but this is maybe not the place for this yeah, type of crap. Yeah. Uh, so uh, leave the bars at home. But like, back to the, back to the point, man, like telling kids, highlighting kids, like whenever they're doing anything, like eh, maybe leaning into it and giving them a space where they can kind of possibly fill best yeah. thing you possibly could do for a kid. Yeah. That's great advice. Cause it, then it's not forcing it on them. It's just kind of, yeah. I like how you said like highlighting or pointing it out. Hey, see what you did there. Yeah. Maybe think about that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So because people quit things like it is what it yeah. is. And my thing that I'm, I'm often teaching myself is like how to not project my feelings on to somebody else, you know, like, I want, I see your potential. You're too young to understand what that means, but I see it. Unfortunately, part of the journey is you, you seeing it too. So exactly. like, I, all you can do is kind of just highlight it and just figure and yeah. let them figure it out. Yeah. That I love, I love how you put that, man. That's yeah. very wise. Thank and you. also I'm so glad the right teacher found your lyrics. <laughs> oh yeah. That could have been really, that could have been really bad, man. Like yeah. it was, 
I don't know like what era it was, but like there were like multiple mass shootings and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm writing. I'm a, I was a battle rapper at the time. I used to battle people in school. So I was writing battle rhymes. So like you can only imagine what that sounds like. But I am like, I don't know, like 16, you know? <laughs> what do I know about, <laughs> about the potential ramifications on that? Type yeah, of for sure. Right person found it. The person that liked the same music that I did. Oh, and and that was cool, uh, yeah. but, but uh, all the way, all the way different. I could have been expelled, all the type of shit. Yeah, I like that we just highlighted like two very different types of support for young people. Yes, exactly. Yes, teachers, teachers are teachers I, are good, man. Understanding and also like highlighting. I, I really like. Oh, that. understanding. Yeah, definitely a good thing. Yeah, some people get lucky, some people don't. You know. Yeah. So you're writing beats. You're battle rapping. When did yeah. rock come into the mix and punk and? When I went to school, I went to school for music and I realized that, or music production that is, I realized that I was the only one that didn't play an instrument that is really often used in the studio. So I was meeting a lot of people that were were pianists, guitarists, drummers, and probably all three as well. Most of them yeah. all three. And like, I didn't play any of those instruments. So I was like, I need to learn how to actually play an instrument if I want to survive in this type of environment like if I yeah. want to make music production my career which yeah. at the time I did I was like okay well all these people know how to tune drums all these people know how to tune guitars all these people know how to play guitars and all producers provide feedback on what these things should sound like but I can't because I don't understand mm-hmm. how to play it one of my really good friends at the time her name was Raya she took me to a concert of this band named the Carps, a Toronto area band back then, like they were making moves back then. And I was like, yo, these guys look like me. Their lyrical content is something that I would even do. Like there's no thing barring me from exploring an even different type of music as I learn an instrument. So right then that was like the last step I really needed. I always loved NERD. I always loved, you know, like other bands like that. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna gonna start a band because everybody is a rapper. And there's not enough people that look like me that are doing this rock stuff. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring that same hip hop swag, hip hop energy into this rock stuff and show them, show everybody how to do this, son. And, <laughs> and uh, that's kind of how it happened. It was just like to, everybody was rapping. Everybody was making beats. Everybody was rapping at the time. Everybody I knew. And there's just there's just filled with people that were doing the same thing. And I wanted to be different. Yeah. One of the things that stood out when I was listening was like, I get that sense from like just listening to it that it's like you're taking this and you're taking that and you're like using them. It was refreshing because sometimes in art, we can hold things so preciously, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, oh, well, we've always done it this way and this is how it builds. So to have, you know, to listen to something where someone's just being like, well, why don't we just put this in here and put this in here? And then, and you're making something as you, it just it had movement. And I was like, oh, where is it going to go? Like, and it was exciting. Thank you, man. I really appreciated how it was. It was respectful, but it wasn't precious with it, you know? And I appreciate it. That's exactly what you got it. Then you understand. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to be precious with something to respect it. You know, not at all. I think yeah, well, the best part about me is that I don't know anything about rock music. I don't know it. Yeah. I don't know it. I only know the hits. So there's a whole era of rock and roll music that like, I just don't know anything about. Like, I just know whoever had a hit, I probably know about them a little bit, but like nobody else, nothing else. Like I never learned, I taught guitar to myself. I never learned the rules. I, yeah, yeah. So there are no rules to me. I, I have to play this 
same way. So how has your journey like been? Has it been like interesting? Has it had like, like, how are you approaching it? Are you just being like, Hey, if it comes up, it comes up. Like, are you actively trying to learn about rock music as you're going through this? Or is it just kind of no. like, Hey man, I love it. Yes. No, no, I don't care. I don't care. Like, <laughs> honestly, I don't care. I've struggled like writing and finding like my place in the music industry Yeah, yeah. and, and trying different things and seeing them not work, trying something else, seeing it not work to the point where like, you know what? I can't add a big old reckoning a couple of years ago that I was like, I, I don't give a shit. I don't care. I just don't care. So whatever comes out of my body is the music that I'll make. We might make a country album. We might make a pop album. We might make a pop punk album. We might do whatever. I listen to a lot of different types of music. So I'll make a lot of different types of music. Yeah. Yeah. There's no rules. I don't actively, I don't want to sound like anybody else. Yeah. And I think the best way to do that is just to do whatever flows naturally out of my body. I find a lot of musicians are students of music, much better yeah. students than, than myself. Mm-hmm. But in that studency, they absorb things that they like a lot and they just project it again. Like you'll notice it in a lot of the tonalities, a lot of people's voices, a lot yeah. of people sound the same. Like, yeah. why do you sound like that? Because you're, you're, are you doing an impression of you or are you doing a, a Green Day impression? Are you doing a Blink 182 impression and yeah. you don't even know it? Are you doing a My Chemical Romance impression and you don't even know it? I know for a fact that nobody sounds like us. Hmm. Yeah. Not many people. <laughs> I, I will, my, yeah, my rule is do whatever you want. Like this out, like we've made the ends. Yeah. Best experience ever. The, st- the demos that we've made now, like it's not going to sound like the ends. It's going it's to be completely different because it's in a different space in life. Different things are coming out of my body. Maybe not completely different, but like it will sound, um, it will sound evolved, I would say. Yeah. At the next issue. Yeah, I really like that. How does this mindset play out, like between the three of you? You know what? It's good, man. It's an evolution, though. Like the the fact of the matter is, like the ends was that was going to be the last album of the OBGMs. Like I was going to make that the last one because I was unsatisfied with at the time what I thought was how the band was progressing, but what it really was was I was unsatisfied with myself. Uh, I was satisfied with how I did things and I didn't really know where to place or point when I should have just pointed here. I was like, man, it's this, it's this, it's this, it's this, you know, eventually I figured out like it took a long time and I'm still figuring out like it wasn't that like there's a lot of things inside myself that like I need to deal with in this music industry. Um, our places are different. The way the music was developed before was just like I would just make the songs, write the songs, I'd write the progressions. And I would bring it to everybody and be like, okay, let's play this. The cool thing about my bandmates is that they both have their individual sounds. So there will be like little tweaks on this or that, or a little breakdown addition from this or that, but mostly just within line, the same idea. It's just a really good approach for when you're dealing with like three chefs, but there needs to be a chef, there needs to be sous chefs. So I'm happy I have guys that believe in the vision. You know what I'm saying? We made something really good. But now we're kind of evolving because like I want to, now that I'm a lot more comfortable as a songwriter, like, and I don't get as down when people don't like my ideas, is which I used to do before. Anytime you didn't, if I brought you an idea and you weren't as enthused on it as me, I honestly would back in the day I used to be like, all right, I'm going to make this my solo album then. Mm. Like, it kills a whole vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, kills yeah. a whole vibe. Kills a whole vibe. Like the ends was gonna be my solo album. I was gonna this gonna be my solo album. Like the, it's short sighted. 
now I've just made a space where like we all can present different musical ideas. Like, of course, I still write the lyrics. Of course, I still write the melodies and all that. But like now I am comfortable in being guided on music though. Like Joey will bring me a riff that I will immediately shut down like I used to before, you know? Cola will bring a guitar riff and he'll even play guitar. <laughs> but like, but like whatever's cool, whatever comes out of their bodies, I know I can make work and we'll, we'll do something really cool and different with it. I really like that. You're a fun mix. Like you're chill and you're like, and then you're very intense too about certain oh, things. A, a psychopath, a real psychopath. <laughs> so that's it. You gotta be a psychopath to, to do this music shit. I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Talk to me when the switch happened, like you were making beats and then yeah. when was it like, okay, I want to do this. Like what, talk to me about that. What was going on? There was a point in time I was in college we were just looking for people to play music with us. Um, yeah. I wanted to play bass. I just thought it was a really cool instrument because the next instrument I wanted to learn was piano. Mm-hmm. And since it's like they have like some matches, uh, I was like, okay, I'll be a bassist, not a guitarist. We were looking for a guitarist. We were looking for a vocalist. We had like maybe 20, 20 vocalists, 20 different guitarists come in and out. And like, they'd always leave for whatever reason to the point where I was just like, you know what? I'll do it. <laughs> like I never, I've never sang in a practice. I've never done any of that. Like I've never done anything, but, but you know what? We're going to book this show and I'm going to play this show and we'll see where it goes from there. The first time I ever sang and played at the same time was our first show that we ever played at sound Academy and whatever it was called back then. And like, I remember like, what am I doing? I don't even practice singing, but I guess my brain's going to make it work. (laughs) So, 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 and it did, it did make it work from then. Like I just like, I was, I was like just addicted to the rush. Yeah. And we recorded a six track EP called intercourus as a two piece where it was just, I realized I wasn't a very good bassist naturally. Like it would take a lot more work, but guitar, I can do that. (laughs) So, uh, so I just switched to guitar. We recorded it with uh, guitar and drums and, and like I was hooked, like I I couldn't think about anything else. Like I was in college and I was not going to class. I was not doing anything because I couldn't think about anything else except we're gonna be rock stars. Nobody sounds like us. Therefore, everybody's gonna love us because nobody sounds like us. We're doing something completely original. Let me get my Rockefeller chain. So, because <laughs> they're obviously gonna wanna sign me because we're the best ever. And yeah. you know, it obviously didn't happen like that, but like, and that, when I look back to the album, it, was, it wasn't that good, but it was original though. It, it was very, still very original that nobody ever did before. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that was the one it clicked. And it's just been kind of just growing ever since. Like, the shows get bigger, going to places that we haven't ever. Like I never thought I'd be a traveler. I never grew up wanting to be a musician, you know? I kind of wanted to be a lawyer or, because um, why not? That sounds like it makes money, you know? I'll, just, <laughs> I'll do that. And that's cool too. Like maybe I will, but like, but doing something you love and like being paid for it, nothing better than that, man. Yeah. You found a very punk rock way to start. Like you're like, well, I guess we're doing this. I'm, I'm singing, I'm playing this and let's go. Let's do it. I, I love that spirit and like and the trust in yourself like you're just i'm gonna have to pull this off it's delusion and you have to be you have to be delusional to be successful in music to some degree there has to be some degree i feel of delusion that you chose to do this path uh, in your life knowing that you will likely fail 
99.9999% of you are going to fail, but you're going to win. Yeah, so, 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 so like, oh my God, you're going to win though. I can't stop. I can't stop. I can't see myself stopping because I'm going to win. <laughs> I think a lot of us have drank that Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I do think that there is, you know, success is, is a lot more multidimensional than I think we think it is. And what's winning? I don't know. I don't think they, I think they can look the, like the biggest band in the world, but they think they can also look like, I think it's all things. I know, I know that's the truth. Yeah. And, and I know that's the, the uh, mature answer, but I want my comeuppance, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I, want, I want my comeuppance, sir. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you shouldn't either. I'm saying go and fucking get it. I'm just <laughs> saying the other side is I don't think that if you, it doesn't turn out exactly like you think, I don't think that's failure is the safety net. <laughs> Respectfully disagree. <laughs> I need it to turn out the way I want it to or else. Uh, but... <laughs> I won't get in your way. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i i love that so much so the ends came out yep. in october right yep what was it like releasing something during the world going sideways it was bittersweet like we it's really sucked like i gotta be real it really sucked we due to a lot of different reasons like we're a band that like like we we haven't been to put out a lot of music. We've recorded two full length albums, or like long EPs or whatever that we haven't released because like a lot of different reasons. A lot of different reasons. A lot of them would be like I would hate it, or I would love it, or, or I wouldn't hate it. Or, you know, a lot of that type of crap. To the point where it's like, yo, we have to put out music, or it doesn't make sense to do this anymore. Like we keep on spending money on this. We don't even put it out. Nobody has ever heard any of these songs. Why? What's the point of that? So we went through a restructure with the band. Like I went through a, like a personal restructure with how I wanted to do things with the band at the time. And I was like, this is our last shot. Like, I'm going to give this one more shot and uh, let's see what happens. We had the producer that we always wanted to work with. We got to collaborate with people that like we never thought would even want to collaborate with us, but we did. Everything was set up perfectly for 2020 to be like our year. Like, and it had to be our year because we've been away for so long that like, it's like do it or just honestly don't do something else. Put that energy into something else. If you're, if you're gonna keep on holding onto this again for like the third time. So pandemic happens and it's heartbreaking. Yeah, you like you spend all your time thinking about the moment that like you get to show people what you're about and you can't even show them in person what you're about, you know, for a band that's stylized like ours, we're stylized mostly on our live show. That's how we get buy in. Like the music is good. Like, I think the ends is probably one of the top punk albums of last year. But like, yo, we are a live band. You come see us and then you understand it just a little bit more on what we're yeah. trying to do. I definitely picked up on that too. When I was yeah. listening, I was like, I want to hear this live. Yeah. You get it. You get it just a little bit more, but that little bit more is like how we create like a cult. That's why that's how like yeah. it's locked. It's locked when we, when you see us live, it's locked. And, and it's kind of like, we had to put it out still. And we also had to just come outside of ourselves to understand that. Like I knew when the pandemic happened, that this thing was going to be like a two to three year thing. I Googled like the, what the Spanish flu and I saw all the same pictures of like kids in masks going to school mm -hmm. and yada, yada, yada. And like how the government t treated 
did it like poorly, greatly, poorly, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be the same. So I was like, okay, like this album's still coming out. Have to find a way to make us visible uh, because it's still going to happen. It has to happen now. And honestly, we've had a better year than ever. Like we've done more things than ever. It sucks that we didn't get to tour the world of canceling tour after tour or whatever. But I'm grateful that like we've had more visibility now than like than literally ever. And I do see the the light at the end of the tunnel just from the conversations that we're having behind the scene. Like I see that like like next year, January. For the, out of the first bands that are out of the pandemic, I think we're going to have a pretty good time. I think we're going to be very, very desirable. So, or I hope, you know, I've been wrong before. So, 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 so uh, gotta, you just got to pivot and just yeah. keep on doing, doing something else. Do something else. Um, yeah, man. So we just got to, you just got to pivot and just yeah. keep on doing, doing something else. Do something else. Keep it alive. I really like how you, you know, you went and you're like, well, let me see some context for this. I was just having a conversation with my friend and I was like, I've kind of made peace with, I'm not looking for the light at the end of the tunnel anymore. And I'm just making peace with like, we're in this until we're in, and I'm not stopping my life. So let's, let's go. But until then it was like, I was getting so worn out. And Mm -hmm. I I love the way you put it about just like, you know, I got in my head two to three years and it's a lot easier to put your head and like, it's resolved. It sucks, but you like, it's so much easier to put your head down and be like, let's get to work. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Like you already know what you already know the cards. Like yeah, yeah. You're gonna keep on betting. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. You're you're from a musical perspective. Like your band is dead mm. after a week. Your single is dead after ten days. More yeah. like more likely than that. So like you have to keep working <laughs> or mm-hmm. or not or be a or you'll have to start like a new band when yeah. or if things are ever normal and they may never ever be normal. This yeah. is normal now. Adjust yeah. it now. Uh, this is now. Do it like now. Yeah, I love that. I like that you brought up the live thing. When was that? Mo- Talk to me about that. The first time that you felt the audience like click in, like when you started that. When did you start that cult? <laughs> you know what? There, are, there are a few different occasions. Like, like we've always made music that that's kind of weird. Like, yeah. not not the center. Like, always kind of like off right or off left. We've always done something that's weird. Yeah. So, I've found that people didn't understand what to do. Uh, and instead of, instead of leaving it to their interpretation, I'm from Toronto. Like there's a lot of just scenesters here that want to stand still and yeah. don't want to do anything. And that's corny. I made it a point to talk to people directly all throughout the show. Mm. Like I, I want you to jump. I want you to move. You're going to carry me. We're going to run outside during the show. We're going to run back inside during the show. And it just made it easier for people to kind of just understand, oh, this is what we're doing here. This is what this sounds like. This is what you should be doing. So like, honestly, it's been easy for us to get by end right away because I started doing that right away. Like I've, but that being said, there are different levels to this, like doing it for, doing it for 10 people and doing it for 3000 is different. You know what I mean? mean? So it's a different feeling, but uh, there's some iconic moments for us that like, I, I was like, okay, I know we can hang with the, like, the big boys. Um, we played with uh, anti-flag and single mothers in, in Quebec city. And I was like, yo, these are, these are the ones right now. And like, everybody's talking about single mothers. These are the guys in anti-flag. I mean, come on. Like yeah. these are the guys, these are legends. These are legends here. We went in and we crushed it. Like we crushed it and, and everybody crushed it. And it was just like, it just solidified the experience and like probably the second best show when I was like, 
like we're legit. Uh, we played in Paris at Afropunk. It still goes down as like one of my best, most favorite shows, like a packed room. Everybody's dressed to the nines there. Everybody looks like they're an Italian Vogue there. <laughs> and, uh, and, but they're moshing. Oh, and, I'd love to see that. That's incredible. Oh, it's wild. It's wild. I'll, I'll look for some video for that. Man. But it's <laughs> like we're, and we're sitting on people, we're playing on people. Like it's crazy, man. Like when you can do that and like replicate that in places that maybe people don't speak the language is when you know you've got it. Like, and sometimes the experience isn't even on the stage. It's like the first time we touched down in Iceland, I was like, yo, why am I here, bro? We suck. <laughs> like, we, we suck. We suck. Why am I here? How do you guys, you guys are getting duped. We are not that good. Uh, but like, you know, like the blessings and blessings, like we're lucky, you know, like, cause there's so many different talented bands. Pick and close your eyes and choose one of them and you'll have fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're just happy, man. We just want to keep on going, you know? Yeah. I love that. Can I, can I ask you something though about, so, so far it's like you, these are, those are incredible moments, you know, like that moment when you're with those people and you're connecting, you're like, this is it. But then you're also talking about, I think this is my last album doing this, or I'm going to talk to me. Like, where's the, where's the, yeah. how do we get from one to the other? Uh, well, I, like, honestly, I thought, I thought this was going to be the last album of the ends, like, up until the ends came out. Being in a band is hard. Yeah. Like, you're dealing with more than one person, more than one personality, your own personality, your own insecurities, and, like, making them all work. Like, and not everybody has the same vision as you. Like, sure. not everybody's going to work as hard as you. Yeah. And not everybody's going to feel the same way. And, like, I just kind of had to come to a personal recognition, like talk to my like fiance, like that, like, you know, there's, there's no way that anybody's going to value this as much as me. So I can't expect them to, I can't expect anybody to feel any type of way yeah. about us. I can't expect fans to buy into us immediately. I can't expect all the streaming services to only put us at number one on all the playlists. You know, I can't, I can't expect anything from anybody. All I can do is place those expectations on myself to keep on making it and not hold it, not hold it against anybody if it doesn't go and maybe necessarily my way. And I think that's kind of what made me like stop being so angry with like my bandmates or angry with myself or angry with the label or angry with a no label or angry with the people because I'm expecting you to feel, I'm expecting you to know that I spent all my time on this. I'm expecting you to know that I spent all my money on this. I'm expecting you to know that like, like I've taken time away from family for this, but you don't give a shit about that. That's not your business. Yeah. Like you just want the product. Give me the product. <laughs> like, so, yeah. so, so, so I stopped expecting you to do anything or yeah. anybody to do anything except me. It, it's, it sounds negative, but it's actually so freeing. Like it's great. It's great. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> Like, I don't care about anything anymore or whatever. All right, cool. Like, I, anything that I get is a bonus. Yeah. Like, sick. Yeah. Oh, man, you want to help? Great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't? You said you want to help and it doesn't happen? All right, whatever. Like, I honestly didn't expect it because I don't expect anything. Except and for and I, just understanding so. that it's like, people do that. I wouldn't yeah. do that, but people do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's just a thing. Like, nobody's going to buy, nobody's going to buy into you. Yeah. More than, more than you, like, period. So, so be your own hype train. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it, yeah. I like how you, right at, you're right at the start, you're like, I was projecting things, and I was like, oh, I do that all the time. 
got to man got to yeah <laughs> okay so talk talk to me talk, let's talk about creativity and you have so much energy you're taking from different genres your your live show sounds insane talk to me about that spark you know that making spark like in like songwriting spark whatever i mean what's the first thing that came to mind when you thought about that like when yeah let's talk about a song like when does the song start to grow for you like yeah the process is honestly throughout the week i just beatbox a lot of different ideas every every single idea sounds like a hit i go to the studio like maybe two or three times a week and i put some of those ideas down um so let's say i collect let's even go to my phone right now this week i've collected from monday 19 uh voice notes Okay, so I play every single one of those voice notes in the studio. I play them all on my guitar officially, and I record them on my laptop, and I see which ones still sound good. I like, are these still good or are these trash now? The ones that are trash, get del- they don't get deleted, but they just get discarded. The ones that are pretty good, I put a bunch of vocals on, and I just start writing the song. Most of the songs, I don't know the lyrics of them. Why? Because I probably wrote it in five minutes. Like I just wrote it. I wrote it. I just wrote it. Well, most of them. Uh, some of them I take over the course of years, but like most of them are just like outside. I wrote that. I remember exactly. I was going to take a flight on June 5th. I needed to make 40 demos for that flight. And that was like demo 40. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make one more song. And that was it. And I did it in like 30 minutes. I left the studio at midnight. And I was like, I'm going to make this song as simple as possible. It's a threat. How many, how little words do I need to say? Uh, and and, uh, uh, and uh, some of them are different, you know, like some of them like go through a stream of consciousness. Like I feel this way. This is the first bar. I know this bar is going to be in there. I know I want the song to end like this to death. I was like, I know that song is going to end with me saying to death. I don't know what any of the other lyrics are going to be, but it's going to end like that. And then there's also like the rewrites, right? I write until the end. I write until we can actually, until I have to record. I'm mm. probably writing and rewriting. So outside, I wrote the chorus the minute before I walked into the booth. Most of the songs on the album, I wrote the choruses walking to the studio. Like the day that that song was supposed to be recorded vocally. Mm. I was like, all right, cool. Let's write these choruses now. <laughs> like, I just keep it open. I think if anybody's just trying to stay creative, it's just like, don't be boxed in. Like, hum whatever, sing whatever, choose a melody, choose a cadence, choose a hundred cadences. Don't get, don't feel the need to stick to one thing and be flexible and changing these things and all of them will come together eventually. It's like a puzzle. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is like, yeah, you're writing it on the way to the studio, but it's not like that's the first time you've thought about it. Something in your brain is mulling this over, kind of, you know, you're building the song. Maybe like, like, I don't know. <laughs> well, that, that's a conscious um, mind, you know, that is a, I'm really good at ideas. Like for my songwriting style, I'm good at ideas. I'm good at verses. Courses yeah. aren't necessarily my strong suit yet. I think they, I think they will be, but it's just about like, what do I find the most important part of the song? So for the ends, like I found the most part of the most exciting parts of the songs were the cadences that I was choosing. So okay. I focus on cadences. Now that I think of it, I just want, I want to have chantable moments. And if that's the case, then you should really think about your melodies. You should really think about your choruses. Uh, and I think I'm kind of heading more that way because I want people to be singing and pointing at the same time. Most of the choruses on this album, I probably, I, I just kind of 
walked into yeah. them. Oh, like, I, like that. I can't I can't think of a song that I spent too much time with. The longest song from maybe All My Friends, because it, that song was like 10 different songs at one point in time. And I knew that when that song was played, that it would probably be one of the takeaways from this album that people would be like, oh, that's the one. And I know the label liked it a lot, I guess, you know, for label reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, like I'm more, I like the rougher stuff, you know? So like, yeah, we, don't yeah. need to care, we don't need to care about anything too much. Yeah. Does it ever come back to bite you though, being so loose about things? Uh, it's all about what you consider a bite. I think that the, I used to be a problem for me because, because we would get to a place where I couldn't turn that, turn that on like musical creativity is a muscle. Yeah. So like, if you don't work it out, like you're going to just be out of shape. Yeah. So you can't necessarily wait till the studio because you haven't even been to the studio. You haven't worked it out. That's excellent. Yeah. There are points in times when like, I think for our previous projects where I was like, all right, I'm going to treat it the same way, blah, blah, blah. And just vibe out. And I was like, no, this is trash. This is actually garbage because mm. I'm out of, I'm out of shape. But like, the ends process was great because like I was very, very in shape and I've kind of kept it up ever since, like, you know, like the, the light workouts. Yeah. Since, yeah. You know yeah. I'm saying I'm wet, light. <laughs> and yeah, but back in album mode now. So I'm trying to get back up to, up to shape. Yeah. I really, really like that. And it's kind of what I was meaning before. It's like, yeah, you're writing it on the, on the way to the studio, but it's not like you said it perfectly with like, you're in shape. So, you know, like you can count on yourself that you can, that you can do that. I, and if you weren't in shape, you couldn't do that. I really like that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. If you were to describe your creativity and give it a physical form, what would that look like for you? If I was going to give my creativity a physical form, I don't know, it would probably just look like myself. Good looking, man. Nice skin. Uh, but uh, a physical form, it's the sun. It's the sun? Wow. My mom, it's the sun. It's the sun. It's the brightest and most powerful object that we can see and feel at the same time. We know it's there. In the nighttime, we don't see it, but we, we know it's still there. Like, so if I was going to look for my creativity, like, I know that if I'm trying to get back to the sun, I just have to wait a little while and it'll come, it'll come right back around, you know? That's just kind of how it is, man. You see, see and feel it. Feel the heat. Yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like what you were saying before about you set yourself up and you kind of give yourself exercises during the week. Talk to me about how that came about, how you developed that method to keep yourself in shape. And it's like, you really are training. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of it. We went to a studio and like that moment really happened where we're making a project that took us so long to do that it should have came out the year before. Like it was, it was corny. It wasn't filled with, a band that was trying to stand out. It was filled with a band that was trying this to fit in mm. because they weren't let into the industry, you know, and I didn't have an identity and I realized I didn't have an identity because I never worked on having an identity. I just worked on, I made the, the way the band was structured. Like we were making a lot of music. We were trying to make music in a democracy and it doesn't necessarily work like that. in a lot of different sure. bands, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like we would just, all try to do things and then all overlap over each other and then all do a bunch of other crap and it just wouldn't work. It came to the point where we just weren't making music and it wasn't fun for me to do anymore. I took a year off of music. We did this tour in Europe, great tour with a, uh, a Swedish band named Mando Diao, who are, and they're like rock stars out there. 
And I was like, yo, like, I want to do this. We're going in there. We're stealing their audience. Like, they love us. Like, why can't I do this? I feel held back. Uh, I feel held back. I feel like I can't do anything. And like, I feel like I'm putting everything into this all the time. And I realized that I needed a break and I needed to kind of just understand where I was and who I was. And during that break, I started just going to the studio alone, like four or five days a week, like six hours a session or more. So I would just, I wouldn't leave until I made something. And I realized that like the first sessions, like I wasn't making anything. Like I was like, and I couldn't leave. So I literally just sit there in silence for six hours. I would always make something, but like, was it good? I don't know. But the point is I finished ideas, like or I placed, put ideas down and slowly and slowly, like those ideas started getting better. Mm-hmm. Like the repetition and like the habits, the habits of going back there were better. That's kind of just how it got so good to the point where I was like super confident in myself. I knew what I could do. I knew I could make a song anywhere in any environment. And, and I just was like, cool, let's do it like this now. Here are songs. I can make a song right now. Uh, like, I can, I can, like, and I just le- and I just learned how to not hold on to things, and it was just a good experience because I got songwriting fit. Yeah. I stopped holding on to ideas because I didn't think they were good. I just started putting them down and believing in myself that yeah. I can make make things good. Yeah, you. I man, <laughs> I love it. You're you have a real great way of putting things. Like, there's been a few times where I'm just like, whoa, truth bomb. <laughs> And maybe it's just for me, you're like reading my mail. On the other hand of that, what do you find that people get like misunderstand about what you're doing? Um, well, during the pandemic, I realized that being in a band is only a part of what I am, I'm interested in. And like developing a movement is way more important to me. Something that's bigger than the OBGMs. Some people, I think the way music and business is taught to people is that um, it's extremely siloed. We can only talk about ourselves and we can only talk when we are doing things and when we got merch up and you should come to our show and you should watch our video and blah, 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 blah. And like that, that is part of the business. That is a business for sure. But like, is that it all? Is that everything? Is that where it lives and dies? I want to do something big. I want to, I want to do something impactful. I want to, provide the same type of impact that I had going to see the carps when I was uh, growing up to yeah. somebody else. And, and kind of just, I just want to keep on doing that, finding ways to do that, finding ways to collaborate with other people and giving them advice that I wish somebody gave me 13 years ago when we started the band, because maybe we're going through the same thing and we're no, by no means any experts at this, you know what I'm saying? but like, I do think that we, we have enough experience to provide some type of insight that could be valuable to an up and coming band. Yeah. That's what, my motivation is literally just to be bigger than music. I want to be bigger than music. I want to, I want to be bigger than just songs. I want to, I want to use my music as a conduit to uplift people and do damage to the music industry by people that aren't necessarily included in the music industry that are often left out that don't sound like blink 182, you know, <laughs> that don't do the same things that don't look the same way. And that's kind of what I'm on right now. You know, I burn it all down if we need to. You talked about, you know, talking to younger people. Do you have like mentors now? Do you have like, where do you, do you read books? Like how are you growing? How are you, I don't know the word for it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I think I know. I don't. I don't think I have a mentor. The thing about Toronto is that this scene isn't filled with supportive people. But not. It wasn't taught. Older bands weren't taught to reach out to younger bands and like help them. Why? Because they were taught to fend for themselves. They're taught that they need to protect their spot. They're taught that like they don't need to network and that the other person's just going to figure it out on their own because you did. And that's true. Like there are a lot of lessons that need to be learned alone. So you fully understand them. There are a lot of people that need to be punched in the face. So they understand what the consequences. I found, I feel like from where I am, I feel like we're the OBGMs are the first mentors for any BIPOC artist in Canada, period. I think we're the first. Like, so I'm making it a point to know everybody and to help anybody I can. In the pandemic, I learned how to shoot and edit videos because I knew, guess what? This shit's gonna be done for three years. So you're gonna need to learn how to do videos so you can stay alive. And I just started using it to, to uplift artists that couldn't get grants for videos. I was, I'll do your video. Um, uh, like, good, now you have a package. Now you can use that package to help uplift yourself. Now, now create a create an environment and community of people that can do that with each other, talk to each other, collaborate with each other, give each other advice. And not all advice is right, but like it is at least an interest into what you're doing and a different perspective that you may not have thought of. And yeah, that's and what I'm right It's now. supportive. It's like what we were talking about at the beginning. It's like, those little that teacher that didn't, that understood what you were doing, you just want to expand that. I like that, yeah. you know, and be a little more intentional about it. Yeah, that's it. So I feel like I don't, I don't really, we don't really have any mentors, but like, but like we do, we are building a whole community of people that support us and that we support. And like, I can't talk about it too much because there's some things that are going on in the background. Like, there's some cool things that are going to happen that people will discover sometime this year on like what we're really about like what i'm really about at least yeah. and it'll be interesting to see how it goes you seem to live life by your own rules and yep. i think they're they're like they're great rules i think like how does that interact with people outside of that and like friends family is it hard to do they understand it do you have to explain it like and you know even understanding yourself i mean that's such a it's a, it, it seems like it's been quite the process of just like figuring out yourself and then um, like other people in that, how does that all mix together? Yeah. Stop considering them. Like you're going, you're going here. Right? You're going there. Okay. That's where you're going. Yeah. And anybody that wants to come there with you, they'll find a way to come there with you. Yeah. If you, if you let them have the opportunity to come there with you now, if they don't believe in you and they don't believe in what you're saying, like, hey, God bless. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I was talking to a homies band the other day and he was going through it because he's saying he had a hard time with people like explaining what he's doing, explaining, explaining like where his band is, explaining like how, what he thinks he needs to do and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, stop explaining. Stop telling anybody anything. What do you feel? Like, I don't need to tell anybody anything. I don't need to do anything anybody asks at all. Like, whatever, bro. Like, because I'm going to let my work and my work ethic speak for itself. And if you're hungry enough, you're going to, you're going to want to be along for the ride. Like I'm fully bet. I fully bet on myself. 
I bet on myself to do anything I put my mind to. The minute I say I want to be prime minister, I'm going to get it. Like, like it is what it is. Like, the minute I say I want to be president, they're going to change the rules to allow a Canadian to be president. <laughs> like, so, so um, that's been on myself, man. And like, that's all you can really do. Because if you don't, you might go crazy in music. You're going to be listening to opinions that you don't necessarily need to opi- uh, opine on. People are going to have more influence on you than you need. I already know who I am and what I've done and what I haven't done. I'm very, very aware and I am also very, very aware of my goals. I know I want to be uh, one of the biggest bands in the world. When I talk to bands that are large, like some of the greatest people, you know, if I was going to say we had a mentor, it'd be Pup, everybody from Pup. Because well, all we do, all you need to do, and they don't even need to say any words to us, but they do, but they don't even need to say any words. Why? Because just check their work ethic. If I was going to call Steph right now, you know where he's at? He's at the studio. If I was going to call, if I was going to say, hey, Def, Steph, how many demos you got? You'd probably say a hundred. Like these guys are, these guys work. If you want to be good at something, you got to work harder than hard. You have to be obsessed with this. Like everybody that's popular that like, even the bands that you don't like, you know how hard they work to get there. They worked extremely hard to get there. Like nothing came easy. They, nobody saw them at guitar practice by themselves. Nobody Nobody patched up their blisters. Nobody, nobody saw them play to, play to nobody, you know, like a hundred times play to nobody in a room. Nobody saw them give up all the money in their pocket to something that didn't work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it is what it is. I don't need it. Now, I've done that so much, I don't, I don't give a shit. Nobody can face me. I'll just, I'm going to do it because I do things. <laughs> Was it always like that or did like, did it switch one day? It, it switched. After the tour in 2018, I was sick of how things were going. Yeah. I was sick. I was sick of how I've le- how I've let this happen, and how I've created a culture uh, and an environment that wasn't productive for for being successful. I did that. Yeah, like, yeah. And I know I did, and I know I did that. And I was like, I just had to pay attention to the people that were that were doing things, like mm. the people that I admire. Like when it comes to like a band like Pup. Bro, you know what he's doing? He's on tour right now. He's on tour for two months all the time. Every two months in a row, back for 10 days, two months in a row, back for 10 days for the last five years, six years. You have to work hard to, to do that. Like, and yeah. I realized that there, I, was, I was letting a lot of days pass mm-hmm. and I wasn't doing anything with this. If you let a day go by, you've lost a day to make an impact on something. Like, do it now. Like, so I started, I play guitar every day. I make a voice note at least one every day. It's likely it's likely three to five every day of an idea for a song. I edit a video every day. I research a video every day because this is what you do when it is your career. If you want it to be your hobby, do it once in a while. And good luck with that. Do it once in a while. I mean, you might be successful for sure. You know what I'm saying? But I think hard work beats talent every single time. Hmm. Yeah. Tell me about something that inspires you other than hard work. Like is music. What, what's the thing that just like lights you up or the last thing that you heard? A couple, a couple things. I would say there's a band named the Oxymorons out of New York. When I discovered them, I was like, yo, like I, I'm obsessive. So I looked for them. Their single I heard of theirs. 
and uh, the name escapes me right now because they just put out Green Vision. But there's another song that they just put out. Oh, it's called Justice. And I was like, this sounds amazing. Like this is it's nostalgic and it's still sick. It still sounds like right now. Like they combine a lot of different things that I wish I could combine to our, our music. You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, I need to hear about their journey. And then I watched like how it feels like how many different bands they were uh, from single one to now. I was like, you know why? Because they're not boxed in. I want to reach out to those guys. I want to know those guys. I want to know what their energy is about. And like I did. And and like I'm happy to say like they're my they're my boys now. Like, man, they're just yeah. on the same wave. And there's another artist named Troy Irons. Before we made the ends, like I became like really, really good friends with Troy. She's she's probably my musical hero. Like I can't there's there are people in this world that do music that just uh they stand out when you when you really take in their lyrics, they really, really stand out. They're able to put words, the same words that you and I use, they can put them together in a way that is just so much more impactful. I would say DMX was that. Amy Winehouse, um, Bob Marley, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's yeah. Kirk Cobain, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Prince, like they're very, very special. There's not a lot of them. And I would say that Troy Irons is one. She's able to make conversation sound like poetry. It just makes me want to be a songwriter. I guess we want to work work harder because she didn't just start like that. Yeah. This is probably 20 years in, 20 years here in of her thinking, just thinking like that. She thinks like that. She yeah. thinks in poems. She thinks in songs. And there's something about that. So just surrounding myself with people that I admire just has only made me hungrier, you know? Yeah. I, oh, man, I love that. What's your favorite thing to make? I would say, I would say anything, man. Like, I can, I literally do anything. The rush that I get from completing any, like any musical thing is great because now I know it's done. So like I've got back, like I left production when I started learning how to guitar, play guitar because I was like, I'm really good at guitar. So I'm going to start only playing guitar because I may be not that great at making beats. And I was insecure about um, just maybe I'm not that great at making beats. I don't know. I'm not Pharrell yet. Like, and I just started making beats again, like in the last year. And like, I realized that, oh, <laughs> I am good at this. I can do this. And it's just the rush of just finishing things. Um, like I've done music for my fiance's like app. She has like a lot of different videos going on. It just helps me stay sharp with making music. So I'll do anything from like R and B to rock to to hip hop to whatever, you know? I just I just like finishing things. I like the feeling of knowing that an idea, even if it's not done, even if it's not a fully formed song, I just know that it could be if I wanted it to be. It's a good feeling. Yeah, oh, I really like that. Denzel, thank you so much for taking the time today. I've really, really enjoyed our talk. I love your music. I love, I love your viewpoint, and I, you just have a great way of just kind of like putting it there. So I appreciate. Thank it. you so much, man. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it, man. Like uh, I admire your professionalism. I admire. I think you're going to go very, very far with this, man. I think you do very, very well. I think you're very insightful, um, and uh, and I'm looking to see you grow, man. Hey man, thank you so much. I really appreciate hearing that. And likewise, I cannot wait to see what you have next. And and you sound like you're just break it all. So I'm it's great. I'm ready to I'm ready to watch. It's the best. It's the best stuff we've ever done, man. It's great. It's yeah. really, really, really good, man. Um, I don't I don't know when anybody's gonna hear it, but like it's gonna be it's gonna be super interesting, man. I I think yeah. if I've if I've ever felt anything, it's that we're gonna win. Like yeah. it's just, we have to, um, <laughs> we have to, or else. Uh, so I'm, I'm, still, I'm still on that tip, man. But thank you so much, man, for having me. I appreciate it.
Des is great, isn't he? Man, oh man, did he have some excellent things to say about creativity. I love the way that he talked about it like he was training. I've talked about creativity for literally 75 weeks, and I've never thought about creativity like going to the gym. Every week I'm talking about doing the work, but I never thought about it through the perspective of training. It's socially acceptable for people to put in the work at the gym, but sometimes we can feel like imposters for putting the work into our writing or our painting or whatever creative thing you're doing. Like, who do we think we are? But that's not why we do this. We do this because we have something to add and because we want to be creatively healthy. Thank you, Denzel, for being on the podcast. Thank you for the real talk and for the honesty. I really personally greatly appreciated... That's a sentence. I really greatly appreciated your perspective. You added a lens for me to peer through, man. Thank you, sir. I look forward to watching you break stuff. Alternative titles for this episode could be Pandemic King, This Is How You Build a Cult, and Stop Explaining. Today's episode was produced by me, Ryan Leacock, with music by the Bonkers Beat Club. You know how to get those guys for this one. Big shout out to Josh and Mixed Media Sound for cleaning up these sounds. Special thanks to Aaron from him and her. Big shout out and thank you to you for listening. I couldn't have made 75 episodes of this. I wouldn't have made 75 episodes of this podcast without you. If you believe in creative living and what I'm doing here, tell a friend about the podcast, give it a review, share it, help me out. Have a good week, guys. Do the work. Show up. See you in a few weeks.